Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 present The Drive. It is Thursday, February 22nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to get your text in this hour at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Where do we begin today? We got a lot to get into. Yesterday was a disappointing loss for the Thundering Herd. Not only was it a... A loss dropping you out of any chance, I think, of getting in one of those top four spots. And let's be realistic. That was a long shot anyway. A lot of things needed to happen. Marshall was still in contention for that four spot. And I think that slipped away now. Three games to go. I don't think Marshall has a realistic shot unless a lot of things happen. I just don't see the stars aligning for Marshall. But that's okay. Marshall's still in the tournament get to go to Pensacola, you get to compete in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, that's fine. There's that hope, there's that shot. Everything's still there. I'll be that optimistic voice for just a second. Yeah, it's still there. There's that hope. Going into the tournament, though, you want to go in strong. Marshall has not gone in strong. If you win the last three games, you might have a little momentum, but you get App State coming up. And, of course, the Thundering Herd losing last night to JMU by 26 points, 84-58. to That doesn't scream momentum. That doesn't scream we've got it going, we're ready to go. There were a lot of things that we can take away from that game. Poor shooting from the three-point line. Obina Anicilli killing last night, who's doing his impression of John Cena because I really didn't see him out there. There's so much we can talk about. And we'll get into that with you this hour. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. want to touch on that in the next few minutes also. We've got women's basketball to get into. The Thundering Herd 20-6 and now. 13-1 and in league play. Get another win. You can clinch a share of the division, the championship in the regular season. You can clinch that. If you keep winning, you can just win it right out, and I hope that's what the herd does. Just win that thing right out. No sharing anything. This is Marshall's regular season championship. But a good win against Texas State, 85-59. And then Kim comes on her postgame. You know, I love Kim. I really do because I don't know when she's happy. I think when the season's over and Marshall's accomplished a lot of its goals, you know, maybe then she'll be a little happy. Hey, Kim, you you won the regular season championship. That's great. I'm, I'm not, no, I don't like how we got there. What happens when, Coach, you won the tournament? Yeah, we got to work on a few things. It's terrible. I don't like, I don't like how we look. Our, our half-court defense is terrible. I don't like it. We got to work on that. Coach, you won the national championship. What if we had that conversation? Yeah, but our shooting was down. Our shooting was off. I didn't like that. She's always looking a bit better. That's what I like about her a lot. She's 
she's a a coach that's not chasing perfection. She's chasing excellence, and I get that and I respect that. We can't chase perfection. We can't achieve perfection, but she's definitely going after excellence. And so the women, 20-6 and six right now, 13-1 and one in league play. It's been a good, good run so far. Women's basketball, more than likely the number one seed in the conference tournament, and we're going to carry those games. I don't know if you've heard that anywhere just yet, but we're going to have those games. Maybe I'm out of turn by saying that. It was supposed to be a surprise. Oops, surprise is out. We're going to be hearing those games. So the men will have those games right here, and then the women will have those games as well. Steve Cotton will be doing all the action for us, and we appreciate the legendary voice of the herd, Steve Cotton. Should be a fun tournament, especially for the women. I hope the men can get it turned around. I truly do. But we've got that to get into, and of course... Other things are happening today. First up, coming on the show here in a little bit, I want to make sure we had time to talk a little hoops with you before we talk to her. Abby Herring from the Marshall Track Team, she won the 5K. How about that? She was third in the 3K with a time of 9.32. In the 5K, she won that, shaved some time off her previous mark, she ran it in 16 minutes and 6 seconds. That's a new meet and school record. She brings home the gold there. So I told Abby we'd like to have her back if she won. We'd like to have her back, period, but she won, so that was a great excuse for us to get the invitation out and ask her. And She said yes, so she's coming back on. We'll talk to her and celebrate her accomplishments. So I'm looking forward to that. That's coming up at 5.30. Now, the other things I want to get into today and we'll make time for the Marshall stuff first. But I do want to drift into this when we have some time. First up, the WVSSAC, the football championships in the state of West Virginia, heading to Charleston. There were some strong bids out there, including a bid. It was a joint bid with Marshall University and West Virginia University. You could have had... High school football being played, championship games being played on a rotating basis at the two Division One stadiums in the state. Marshall and West Virginia both would have been host locations. It probably would have been a thrill for a lot of these kids. Instead, going to play in Charleston. Not exciting me. Nah. So we'll get into that. I don't know what that decision was about. I thought the idea of being in Huntington and and Morgantown would have been the winner. Instead, Charleston wins, and you're going to be playing at a stadium that, yeah, if it fits the bill, right? It meets it meets the minimum standard. Doesn't go over the standard, but it meets the standard. I get it, going to be in the, in the state capitol. Okay. It hasn't been there since 30 years. It's been a long time. Been in Wheeling. And so I hope that the game grows, but I thought the idea of being in Huntington and Morgantown playing at the two Division One stadiums in the state of West Virginia would have been the real thrill, the real treat for these kids to alternate as well, give these kids uh, an opportunity to 
hopefully experience either Huntington or Morgantown. Some kids might never play on the Division I stadium turf. They might not. So I sound a little disappointed because I just thought that the, the idea that, okay, hey, going to play the state championship in Morgantown. Okay, that's great. That's a, that's a, that's a great place to play. Kids will get a kick out of that. Opportunity to play Mountaineer Field, Milan Pushkar Stadium. Opportunity to play at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. That would have been a treat for a lot of kids as well. And hopefully more improvements, renovations, and everything will continue at the stadium to bring it up to spec. New scoreboards being put in. They're, they're always doing something in the shoey, adding things, trying to work on things. You know, both stadiums are doing that. So I thought that those were the better options for this. And instead, nope, I'm going to Charleston. And that's fine. At least it's not a, a long trek. It's a little more centrally located if, if you want to take a positive from it. But I still like the idea of alternating between Morgantown and Huntington with those two stadiums, that, to me, felt like the better proposal. I would love to honestly get a true read, not just the PR slant, but just, okay, what was it really that made that, made that decision go towards Charleston? What was it really? And, of course, staying with college for just a second, today's the big day. Student-athletes can opt in today. EA Sports College Football, it's the beginning of the opt-in. What's that entail? What's the details? You remember at O'Bannon, you remember years ago, we had to stop with the game. The game, no longer a thing because of the players should get paid argument, the name, image, and likeness before it was really a thing. You trace it back to this. Here it is. It's back now. It's not licensed by the NCAA, but instead, you know, there will be some licensing firms and the stadiums are going to be as authentic as possible and players can opt in if they want. If players don't want to opt in, there will be a an avatar for that position. So if you've got a tight end playing at your favorite school, decide, look, I don't want to opt in on this thing. They're going to take a a different approach to that. Instead of coming up with numbers that reflect however you grade these players. We don't want to have an avatar that's identical to that player, but instead it'll be a cumulative. So how good has that position been over the last 10 years? Okay, we'll take the 10-year average, and, and that's how good that position's going to be. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But I'm excited for that opportunity, once again, to take your favorite school. You can take Marshall to the national championship game. You can take West Virginia to the national championship game or Kentucky or Ohio State. Maybe even the Ohio Bobcats you can take to the national championship game. All the bowls are going to be there as well. The the playoff system is going to be there. The Heisman is going to be there. Maybe Digital Paul Swan can vote on the Digital Heisman. I don't know. We'll get into all of that. But I do want to open up the text line for you, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. 
hey, wait a minute, maybe I should get a piece of this. Maybe, hey, look, digital Paul Swan should be a thing in the NCAA game. I'm sorry, the college football game. Can't say NCAA. The college football game. There should be a digital Paul Swan voting for the Heisman. More coming up. Abby Herring's coming up as well. 5.30. Stay tuned for that. This is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. Still to come, Abby Herring going to join us, talk about her championship, Sunbelt Conference Track and Field Championships. She ran the 5K even faster than she did just, what, a week ago? A few days ago, actually. She ran it faster. She's going to come up on the program here in the next few minutes. We'll talk to her. And, of course, we'll get your text in. We'll do that now. 304-396-8255. Look, I'm trying to be in a good mood. I'm trying to have fun today because yesterday was just such a drag. And it was a drag for a lot of you. Last night, if you were with us on our post-game show, and I hope a lot of you were able to join us, it was just a drag because there were a lot of upset, frustrated people. And I get it. Marshall's not performing well as a 26-point loss. Let's go to our text line. Texter says, Paul, I have respect for JMU when former herd coach Mickey Matthews won the 1AA National Championship. Now, they're a bit uppity. I want to beat them in any sport in any way possible and take them down a notch or two. I get it. They've got swagger right now. That's the thing about their program. They're winning. They expect to win. They want to win. They're consistent. They have some swag about them. They come on the court. They're not afraid of Marshall or anybody. They come in. They expect to win. They came in and they won. They won by 26 last night. Same thing in football. They're expecting to win. They've got more recent success that – gives them more reason to have that swagger than Marshall has. Marshall has history, but Marshall doesn't have program swag right now. Why is that? Because what has Marshall accomplished that gives Marshall that swagger? In basketball, in baseball, in any other sport, where is that real swag right now? Now, it's growing. It's There are a lot of improvements happening. And look at Marshall women's basketball right now. They went from disrespected, I think, by the league. The league didn't know anything about this team. So, you know, Marshall wasn't regarded high. And then look at Marshall on the verge of clinching the regular season championships. There's some swag right there. I think their coach is going to keep their head level. And that's what I like about Kim Caldwell. There's a lot to like about her. She's just so far shown to be an impressive coach and she has a great handle on the situation. She might not come off as I've got it all together because she comes out and she's pretty much like, ah, I didn't like that. You know, we didn't, we didn't do this. It, it's, it's still not where it's at. I think she's got it under control. She's, she's handling it. Well, she's doing a fantastic job. This is her first year as a division one coach, but she had some swag coming in. She had some, some success. And so that's what James Madison's coming in. They've got success right now. They've got a little swag about them. I respect it, but yes, makes you want to take them down, right? Also from the text line, unlike James Madison, App State is the real deal. 
If they're on their game, they're going to be tough inside and out. And, of course, that's going to be the game on Saturday. 6 o'clock tip. We're going near 5 o'clock Saturday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's a television game, pretty much the feature App State. App State receiving votes along with James Madison. Those are the two top teams in the Sun Belt as far as national perceptions concerned. Troy's right there as well. Louisiana still trying to hang on to its four spot. Those are your four teams right now. If App State wins the tournament, James Madison might get an at-large. If not, maybe an NIT bid. I don't know. Marshall, it's win it all or nothing, I think, at this moment. And with the thundering herd, unfortunately, the way it performed last night, I don't know how you turn it around quickly. Obina and Achille Killen, just one of five. Two points out there, one of five. He was out there 12 minutes, as I said earlier. Didn't know he was on the, on the floor at some point of the game. Oh, look, Obina's out there. I mean, Cameron Crawford was out there. He had 20 minutes. Five points, one of eight. Here's how the herd shot. This is going to be painful to listen to. Marshall shot 20 of 64. And unfortunately, that's not going to get it done. Kevon Voiles had nine points. He was three of 10. Jacob Connor, three of seven. He had nine points. Camden Kerfman, 0 of eight from the three-point line. Three of 14 for the game. Nine points there. Obina, as I mentioned, two points, one of five. Nate Martin, double-double, 16 rebounds, 12 points, five of eight there. Wyatt Frick, six points. He was three of five. Cameron Crawford, five points, one of eight. Ryan Nutter, six points, one of six. Tyson Pruitt, one shot. Missed it. He was out there five minutes. Okay. I'm not dinging anybody for that. He got some playing time, which is good. But the herd gave up 50%. That's what James Madison hit, 50%. Both halves equal 13 to 26. Three-point line, they shot 13 to 23 for 56.5%. Free throw line, 19 to 27. They got to the free throw line a lot. Blocks, they had three. Marshall had three. Rebounds. Marshall had 39. They had 40, so it was back and forth. James Madison had more defensive boards than Marshall did, 33-24. to 24. Marshall had more offensive rebounds than James Madison, 15 there, 7 for the Herd. Just a disappointing game for the Thundering Herd. Good crowd, 4,595, a little bit more than I expected on a Wednesday night. I think Saturday should be a good game. And we're going to have tickets for you, by the way. I've got a four-pack I'm giving away this hour, so if you are familiar with how we do it, our texter of the day usually wins, and you can be a part of the program by texting in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Now, I want to turn our attention when we continue to track and field for a few minutes. Abby Herring is joining me. We're going to talk to her about her accomplishments at the recent indoor championship in the Sun Belt. She set a new mark for herself. The 5K, she finished third in the 3K. 
you got to give her a couple more Ks. Three, no, I need to run further. I'll go further, faster. We'll talk to her when we continue. And then we'll get more of your text in. And again, that's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Thursday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to get to your text in just a few minutes. we got a lot of across the entire spectrum today to talk about but i want to take a few minutes to talk to my next guest she's pretty fast she finished first the sunbelt indoor championship with a new time of 16 minutes and six seconds in the 5k she won the gold there and then in the 3k nine minutes and 32 seconds she got a bronze there abby herring is with us Congratulations, you're bringing home some medals and an outstanding performance from all your teammates as uh, Marshall is growing in track and field. You're a big part of that, scoring that gold medal and that bronze. And my first question for you is, did you think you had enough in you just in a short time to trim even more time off of your 5K? Um, I So I, if you didn't know um i ran the 5k two weeks prior at our homie i ran uh around 1620 and no i didn't really think that i could save much more time off of that but i think the adrenaline of just being at the conference meet and like knowing there was a lot of fast girls behind me you are also wanting that gold medal kind of helped me run a little bit quicker what was that experience like and You've been in a lot of meets, but this is the conference championship. So, you know, there's a lot on the line here. And, and these are the best of the best in the league. You know, what was that experience like? Did you feel any extra pressure? Or as you mentioned, the adrenaline, you know, was it fully just excitement? Yeah, I think a little bit of all of those emotions, actually. Um, I'm a fifth year, and so this is my last year competing at the collegiate level. And so um, a little bit of pressure, you know, I hadn't uh, gotten a gold medal, a gold medal uh, prior to this meet. And so a little bit of pressure there to kind of turn in win. But uh, the girl who got second, she's very decorated. She got, um, you know, she's won the past uh, couple Sunbelt Conference meets. And so I think I, my coach and I, Caleb Owen, we kind of decided it was best for me to just go out from the gun and see how long uh, we both could hold on to that pace. So yeah, a little bit of pressure, excitement, all those emotions were kind of um, kind of running through me. Any trash talk on the track? Does that happen? Um, you know, not necessarily in distance running. Um, I can't speak for the other the other events, but I will say most distance runners are, are pretty good to each other. I got done running, and um, the girl who got second and even third and I were all chatting after the race and, you know, congratulating each other. So there wasn't any trash talk going on. Yeah, I was kind of curious because uh, you smoked her. Come on, you you won new meet and school record. Not only did you beat her, you beat the best time at the meet, and of course set a school record. You beat your own record, got the gold. I mean, I I don't know how I would react in that situation. I might be, I don't know, Coach Coach Bowen would probably just say no. That's fine, Paul. Just just act like you've been here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I was super stoked about it. I had, I didn't even know that I had gotten the meet record until later that night when I had saw a post about it. 
Um, I was just super excited with the PR, and of course, the walk away with that gold medal was was really exciting. Wait a minute, they didn't they didn't even tell you you had to wait and read about the oh look oh by the way I set a new meet and school record oh oh okay yeah, yeah um, I I guess I I wasn't even thinking about it I, I didn't know that it was a thing until later that evening but um, yeah it, it was really cool to hear that and um, I guess get the uh, meet record was super super awesome. Now you get the bronze medal as well in the 3K and you did that in nine minutes and 32 seconds. And I kind of feel like if you had a couple more, you know, uh, you know, you you had some more distance, maybe you would have finished first. I mean, you feel like, you know, you're, you're obviously stronger in the three, I'm sorry, the 5K than the three, right? You know, you kind of feel like you need, you need more distance is, is that's more your, your game. Yeah. I would say I'm more of a um, distance oriented runner, even on the, um, the outdoor track, they bump the the distances up. So I'll run the 10K outdoors. And I, I feel like the longer distances are definitely uh, my forte. I have, more, you know, more time to make moves and um, maybe not as much leg speed. But, um, yeah, I don't know if had the race been longer, what the outcome would have been. Definitely doing the 5K the first day and then the 3K the next day. Legs were feeling rough. <laughs> but, um yeah, it was it was a good race all in all. I think in before the last, I want to say like 200, 300 meters, I wasn't in a spot to get a medal. But then going around the last turn, I had passed uh, a girl and then ended up getting third place. So um, yeah, I was pretty excited about that. So now that you've got the conference meet over with, what's next? Uh, you know, have you qualified for you know for the next level? You know, how far can you go now? So for me and the rest of um, the athletes on Marshall's team, we are, we have about three weeks um, until we get, I wouldn't even say a break because it's, we're going to go straight into another uh, training block, but um, we have about three weeks to kind of recoup, um, no traveling, no meets, and then we'll just jump right into outdoor season. And so we're going to open up at Charlotte, um, not quite sure the day, but um, about less than a month, we'll be um, at Charlotte doing a, uh, running another meet and so these next couple weeks are kind of you know going to be a harder training block for us something for mileage getting back into doing workouts kind of settling into routine before um transitioning into racing again how excited about that Uh, just with everything that happened with the indoor how excited are you now just to change it up a little bit and take this momentum with you i mean can you take this momentum forward or is it you back to square one Oh, absolutely. I think, um, well, at least now, uh, the individuals or the athletes who competed were taking, you know, just a day or two to just kind of rest so their bodies recover from, you know, racing and traveling. Um, but yeah, definitely taking the momentum moving forward. It's not only like physically, are we, you know, ready to jump back into, um, training, but also I think mentally too, you know, we're all have kind of the mindset that we're excited and, um, seeing how we finished. I believe we scored 62 points at our conference meet. Um, maybe it was 64, but anyway, it was the highest, uh, most, uh, highest finish and most points scored at a conference meet that our team had ever done. And so I think we're all kind of hyped to see what we can do during outdoor, outdoor season as well. Just for you personally, with the success that Marshall is having, not only personally for your, you, but as your team, has progressed and and there are so many exciting you know possibilities for this team in the future it's 
wonderful to think where Marshall Track has been and where it's at now and it's even moving forward. How rewarding is it for you just to know that people are paying attention more to Marshall Track, paying attention to you, paying attention to the sport in general. Usually this is something we pay attention to during the Olympics and then every few years, oh yeah, track and field, love watching that during the Olympics. Now this is year-round. You're treating new fans. You know, fans have to become a little bit more educated on this. You're having a big part of that, at least as far as the Marshall side of this is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know, at least uh, from my perspective, I've noticed a, a huge following recently with uh, the um, track and field community from our Huntington community. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to just see how many people are giving their support to our program. And I think that the men's team coming back had a big uh, impact on that as well. You know, people kind of got got excited when they saw the men's track team came back and started following um, us a little bit more. And also, you know, over the past couple of years, uh, our team has just improved uh, drastically. Uh, Coach Bowen and I were actually talking earlier how um, four years ago or five years ago, I was the first uh, the first Marshall distance runner to make the finals in the mile uh, at, our, at our indoor conference meet. And then this year, we had all three girls, uh, Kylie Maston, Hannah Weiler, and Hannah Toth, all make that final um, in the mile. And so this, uh, over the past couple of years, our program has just grown exponentially. And I think that's caught a lot of people's attention. My guest is Abby Herring. She got a gold medal in the 5K, the 3K. She finished with a well-earned bronze, and now she's got to get ready for the outdoor season. Now, tomorrow on the show, thankfully, I can have Kylie on the, as well ahead of you. I mean, ahead of yeah, ahead of you before spring. I'm excited because now – I don't know too much about her. You can give me some insight right now. So I'm glad I'm talking to you now. Give me some insight on her. Give me something that I can maybe hit her with, surprise her with. Yeah. So Kylie actually, she transferred to Marshall in the spring semester of her sophomore year. So she, um, I had I had met her on her visit uh, when she came here as a senior in high school, and she decided to go to a different university, Ball State, and then. She got in the portal for sophomore year and decided to come to Marshall. And I mean, ever since she came here, she has just saved off so much time. I believe her PR um, in the mile is, you know, right up below sub five, maybe 458, 456. And now she's running 446. So she's saved off at least 10 seconds in her mile. She's, she's an all around amazing athlete. She's a good leader. And, um, yeah, she had an amazing performance this past weekend at the conference meet. We were actually roommates at the hotel and uh, we were going to bed that first night and it was right after I won the 5k and of course she was the first one at the finish line to um congratulate me but um she was saying how uh you know she's nervous for nervous for the mile nervous for the ages now she's gonna do she's you know all the nerves are rushing through her, but then she absolutely killed it the next day and uh was able to walk away with a gold and a bronze medal just as I did it's amazing fantastic Abby thanks for coming on a few times and in sharing and teaching some of us who maybe just follow it on a, uh, a casual basis uh, a lot more so you know we can become year-long fans of, of you and the sport and and everything involved with Marshall track and field I appreciate your time and 
And hopefully we're getting you back here soon. You got to go win more stuff now. That's kind of how it works. You win stuff, then you can come back and take over the show. Yep, absolutely. I'll try the best thing outdoors. Abby, thanks for doing it again. And I'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Yep, you're welcome. Bye. That's Abby Herring. She's got to go win more stuff now so she can take over. When we continue, we'll get your text in. We get a lot of texts coming up from our text line, 304-396-TALK. On today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's get to that text line. we got a lot of people with a lot of things to say. appreciate everyone joining me today. Let's start off with the new game coming out, EA Sports. It's going to be college football. Your favorite team is going to be in it. That means... All those dream matchups you want to play. You want to play Marshall and Notre Dame again? Do it. You want to relive that Marshall-Western Kentucky rivalry one more time? Put it together. You get to be the you get to be the coach. You get to be the athletic director. You get to be it all, I think. Texture says tarps in the end zone on new EA game will look terrible. Yeah. For a lot of people, that might be the first exposure to Marshall in a long time. Remember that was a thing? I'm going to go back to a quick story here. When I was a younger, younger Paul Swan, I could go to these openings, late night openings. Hey, the new game is out. You can buy it first. We're going to be open at this time. We're going to get it. I'd get the game. And why get that version? Well, that's the platform I have. Well, you're going to play in generic Marshall Stadium. Oh, is that a thing? Well, yeah. The new game, the new platform doesn't have the real Marshall Stadium. If it's in the game, it's in the game. That's their motto. So it better be in the game, right? Look, I want the tarps in the game. I want the authentic Marshall football experience. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Uh, Texture says, cannot understand how our local paper did not have any mention of the men's and women's basketball games from last night. Yet, the out-of-town newspaper, the Charleston Gazette, had a nice write-up of both games. I think that has to do with the printing schedule. Because everything's printed out of Charleston. So I think that has to do with HD Media's printing schedule. I'm not certain what the print schedule is for both papers, but I think the deadlines are going to be different. So if it doesn't make the one paper, it's going to make the other paper. And of course there's the digital, you know, let me get back to you on that, but I don't want to throw anybody under the bus over there at HD media only because I don't know the print schedule. And honestly, I I hate it. I hate the fact that sometimes things get missed. I think the newspaper is a valuable valuable thing to have. I think that the newspaper provides a, a great service. You know, we're all in the media business here. We're in radio over here. They're in print and television stations. You know, we're all in a way competing, but at the same time, I think we've got a great relationship with uh, one another. So you know, it's not bloodthirsty competition. So I don't feel bad for saying that, you know, I hate the fact that 
know, their print schedule is a little different now because the printing is in Charleston. So that would be something I would issue those complaints with HD Media. Let them know how you feel. If there's a, enough demand, maybe they can you know, adjust what they're doing. Yeah, and that's across the board. And that's just not sports, but that's across the board as well. But I do know that's it's based on deadlines. It's based on their print schedule. And it's a little different because the printing press is in Charleston. It's not based in Huntington. Back to the text line. Paul Texter says, Paul, I quit watching the men's team play after the Coastal loss. Uh, this team is painful to watch. Can't shoot, and that's most of the season. Team doesn't defend well. Mismatch roster. I made the women's team appointment viewing. They're good. If you have to choose between the men and the women, and they're on at the same time, if you're not at the Marshall game and you're watching, I get it. Kim Caldwell's got an exciting brand of basketball right now, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get down on Dan or the squad, the men. Yeah, I hate the fact that you have to choose between one or the other if you're watching. And of course, this is more for those who, if you're attending the men's game and the women's games going on at the same time, they're on the road. I get that, but if you're a little bit further from the action and you're trying to choose, do I want to watch the men? Do I want to watch the women? They're on the same time. I mean, Kim Caldwell's squad is exciting right now. Credit to her. Credit to her. It's, it's. look, this team has a legitimate shot right now of winning the regular season crown and the tournament crown. Legitimate shot. I'm not crowning them just yet, but legitimate shot. And hopefully, seriously, hopefully, both teams can win their tournament. But if I'm putting money down right now, I'm putting it on the women. I think they've got the better shot. Back to our text line, Paul. How exciting, seriously, how exciting would it be to play a high school football game at Marshall or West Virginia uh, with an inflated 10K in the stands? Bluefield is the best location. Now, if the game is at either Marshall or West Virginia, I think you can draw more. And yes, I know I sound a little optimistic, but maybe you can draw more. Maybe you can get more. You get a team like Martinsburg, maybe you can you can get more. Everyone comes and supports that program. What if Huntington High is in the championship? Huntington High is in the championship. They're playing for a title. I'm sure you can get a lot more in the stands for that. I'm sure a lot of people would turn out for that. But I like what you're saying. Bluefield is a great location. I'm not going to deny that. Maybe it is the best location, but I think the opportunity to play at Marshall or West Virginia might be something to help grow the game. Problem is, we've got the, I don't know what they're going to call it now. Is it going to be the Super 8? you got the Super 6. It's now four classes. you get got the Super 8. Location-wise, it might be best in Charleston. Facility-wise, not so sure. Bluefield, that's not a bad location. I still like the Marshall and the West Virginia option as well. Texture says, congratulations, Abby. Great job. Laidley Field, minimal standard. You know there was some politics involved with that to get it to Charleston. Marshall, West Virginia, way better choice. As for men's hoops, good crowd for a Wednesday, but they have to play better. And looking forward to the Lady Hoops radio broadcast. I'm excited about that. Kim Caldwell has something going here. 
and they're going to be exciting. It's going to be great to hear Steve Cotton call those games. It's going to be fast-paced, great action. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that we can do that in the future as well. Definitely they deserve it. They get all the attention uh, yeah, we can give them. And if they can win the tournament, they're going to the NCAA tournament. I'll tell you this right now. If Marshall wins the tournament in Pensacola, they'll go to the NCAA tournament. We'll be able to follow them as well. So however far they can go, we'll be able to follow them. And, again, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn or breaking someone's surprise, but um, the impression I was given is it's basically um, we're going to do it. We're going to be at the tournament. Cool. And we're going to carry them as well, far as we can go. So I'm excited. I hope you guys get excited as well about that. Back to our text line. Texter says, Paul, the men's basketball team really stinks. And I'm willing to bet they won't win another game. But I will be there this Saturday. Go herd. That's a good attitude. I think that's where sometimes, I don't know if Dan gets lost in translation. I hope... Dan isn't misunderstood to a degree where you think that he's chastising fans. I hope that's not the case. I don't think so because he's like, look, there's negative, there's negative vibes going on right now. Good fans, I'm of the mindset that you show up to support Marshall and it doesn't matter the opponent. You're there to watch the Marshall team. And I've heard this argument years past. Well, you know, Marshall plays some better opponents. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would like to see Marshall play better opponents. I'd like to see more compelling matchups, all of that. But at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to the Marshall game because it's Marshall playing. And I think that should be the point. You know, we're not doing well right now. You should still come out. Hopefully you still come out and support us. I get that. And I don't know. I don't know what the happy fix here is between losing interest in a team that's not performing well or hanging in there and supporting the team. Because you deserve to choose what you do with your entertainment dollar and your time. If the team's not entertaining you, is it, is it worth your time? And I don't think that anyone should say, look, I'm a bad fan because I don't, you know, I, I, yeah, you don't go, I'm the bad fan, right? Nobody should say that. There's no reason for anyone to say, well, you know, Marshall's having a, a tough time here, but you're a bad fan for not coming. Nobody should say that. I never liked the I'm a better fan than you argument or the whole idea that, you know, you have to, you have to come. If you want to call yourself a fan, you have to come. And if you don't call yourself a fan, I get it. There are going to be some people who are just going to be upset that, look, you know, why aren't you, why aren't you here supporting the team? How dare you? And there are going to be other people like, look, I like Marshall basketball, but 26-point Beating last night was not fun. It was not fun to watch that game last night. And there are a lot of people who left early, and I get that. And it was a Wednesday night, and there are a lot of people who were at services and other things, and I get that as well. I don't think the whole idea of you got to be here. If you want to support herd basketball, you have to be here. 
But if you're there and you're having a good time, that's great. And you should go if you're having a good time. All right, I've got four tickets to give. I'm going to make somebody happy. If they don't have tickets now, I'm going to give you tickets. So uh, stay by your phone. And since we didn't have tickets uh, to give away yesterday, we were at Marshall. I've got two four-packs to give. So we'll randomly choose here the next couple of minutes. Thanks, everyone who tuned in today. It's been kind of a, a crazy day around here, so I appreciate everyone sticking around. I'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Transmitting in Glorious FM on 94.1 W227BS Huntington. This is 930 WRBC Huntington, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting.